Welcome to the Strange Harbors podcast, a weekly discussion of film, television, and pop culture. My name is Jeff Zhang, and tonight I'm joined by Amir Ture and Derek Wong. So tonight we're discussing the new James Gunn helmed series on HBO Max, Peacemaker, the spinoff from last year's The Suicide Squad. So I have to ask you guys, do you really want to taste it? Uh-huh. <laughs> One of the best opening intro sequences that I've seen in a while. Usually I skip those, but... I think I leave it on every time I watch this series. I've definitely left it on every time. It's definitely memorable. <laughs> I'll be honest, and maybe I'm the dissenter. I felt like I got the idea after the first one, but... <laughs> I just can't skip it. It's so funny. Yeah. The hair metal song from the Wigwams, Do You Want to Taste It? This choreographed dance. It's very James Gunn. I, I like it a it's lot. It's very James Gunn. Mm-hmm. The fourth episode just aired last Sunday, so we will be discussing episodes one through four. I think probably as a whole. We don't need to recap every single nah, episode. there's no way. I don't know. What are your guys' thoughts? Did you guys like it? I liked it. It grew on me. I'll be honest, I was not really excited to watch this. Even though I enjoyed The Suicide Squad and I've enjoyed gun stuff in the past, I, I didn't really need to see like the continued adventures of Peace Banker. I didn't need another superhero show. I didn't need another spinoff. Uh, I was just kind of against this from the get-go a little bit. I, I was 100% in your boat. I felt the same okay, exact way. I was Oof. like, I mean, Peacemaker's funny and all, but you're going to do a whole show about him? I mean, I like John Cena, too. I think he's great. I think he's funny. He's charismatic. He's very good, actually. But I don't know. I've just been superheroed out, but this was a pleasant surprise. Yeah, burned out, man. I feel the same way. I was just like, I went to this, like, fine, impress me, and I kind of did. <laughs> Like, I, now I kind of feel bad for being a grump initially, because I was like, ugh, I do not want to watch this. It also did get better as it went on, too. Like, I do think the first episode was probably the weakest, and then it really did grow on me. I'm enjoying it, and I'm like, looking forward to the rest of the season now. What do you think, Derek? I probably was a little bit more optimistic, I think, going into it, because I think John Cena is, like, one of the best parts of Suicide Squad. So, like, I thought having a show revolve around him out of anybody kind of made sense because i think he is so charismatic and he was just so funny and like i didn't know what to kind of expect from the show because just because i don't know much about the peacemaker character to begin with i don't think anybody does yeah i'm pleasantly surprised to find that this is like you know it's not just about him it's like more of a team-based show and like there is stuff for the, the Adrian Chase character to do, the Adam Bio character to do, the Amelia Harcourt character to do. So, like, I'm enjoying it. Um, definitely the first four episodes. Maybe out of all of us, like, I think this show is good, but I don't think it's great. I, I think it kind of just stays the same. Like, I don't think it gets better. I don't think it gets necessarily worse. 
throughout the first four episodes. I've been enjoying them, and I'm going to keep rolling with this ball. Uh, I think I like this more than like any of the Marvel shows, I'm sorry to say. <laughs> I think it's funnier. I think it has a little more personality. I don't know. It's just the Marvel house style just stifles everything. I think Loki's a little bit of an outlier there. I, I like Loki a lot, so maybe it's like on the same level as that. I like the graphic violence in this. I like the jokes in it. it it's funny. It's really funny yeah. stuff. I mean, speaking to that point, though, if we're talking like if we're trying to compare this to like the Marvel TV stuff, I don't have an attachment to any of these characters yet. Versus that's the benefit of like doing, I guess, TV shows on characters that we have seen for like 10 years is that you have a little bit more investment. I like these characters so far, but like, I don't know if I feel anything for these characters yet. If that makes any sense. Yeah, it makes total sense. I think I'm more with Jeff on this. I was very meh on most of the Marvel shows. Like, in retrospect, I think at the time, you enjoy them while you're watching them. But if you stop and think back, you're like, all right, was that really amazing? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Loki was probably the best. This is probably, yeah, it's probably on the level of Loki. Do you think it's better than WandaVision, Jeff? I mean, we'll see how it sticks its landing. But so far, but, but right now, better. right now, I'm I'm liking it more than WandaVision just because. I mean, I gotta say it again. That sword storyline really it's so bad. Yeah, sucked. It's really bad. Really, and there's no part down. of this that's anything like that. And I mean, another thing with the Marvel shows is like they're all centered around like you know the big characters like Avengers, like Wanda, Bucky, um, Sam Wilson, Loki. You know, they're never gonna like kill them off, right? And like. These are all D-list characters, if not, like, F-list, right? People yeah, I think, never I think heard F-list, of. yeah. Yeah. So, like, they can literally do anything to these characters, and I think that's where some of the excitement lies. And, I mean, that carries over from the Suicide Squad. I mean, they killed, like, the entire A-team. Um, we thought Peacemaker was dead. Like, he survived. He's part of this show now. But I don't know anything about Adebayo or, like, Adrian Chase, well, I mean, I know stuff about Adrian Chase, but, like, his characterization across, like, all the media is so different. Like, sometimes he's, like, straight-up vigilante. Other times he's, like, super villain. You know, like, he was on Arrow. He was, like, one of the big mm-hmm. bads on Arrow, remember? Um, yeah. Adrian Chase. Actually, one of the best, <laughs> um, I think, big bads on Arrow, but that's yeah. just my opinion. You don't know what's going to happen with the Judo Master, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's just good. It's just goofy alien invasion storyline it doesn't take itself too seriously i think most of the jokes land you know i like that there aren't too many like plot lines like there really is kind of just an a plot Mm -hmm. there isn't really very much of a b i don't know everyone's hooked together it feels pretty cohesive it doesn't feel like okay we have an a plot with these characters and a b plot with these characters and you're jumping between two plot lines and one of them kind of sucks more than the other this seems pretty consistent which i do like and i do agree that it's about f-list characters and it's about, like, I don't know, fucked up losers. Like, these are fucking yeah. messed up people in a way that you, I don't think you've seen in the Marvel stuff, mm-hmm. w- yeah. which I like. I was going to say, you don't feel like the Robert Patrick father stuff is starting to feel a little B storyline that they're just kind of putting in here. I, I don't know how much he relates I don't know. To I it. think they're weaving it into the A plot. Yeah, um, I think they connected it by making him a former white supremacist supervillain. <laughs> Very comics accurate, by the way. 
with uh with Peacemaker having this baggage with his father being like a white supremacist. That's straight from the comics. So and it's not afraid to be goofy because the way that they involve his father is just so fucking funny. They gotta shift the blame from Peacemaker, so they decide to frame his dad instead. And and yeah. um, Mern, who's like the the head of this uh, task force within Task Force X. He's like, why the fuck would you frame his father? <laughs> Someone so close to him. It was just so funny. Um, I really love John Economos. I think he's hilarious. I think the visual style is a little stilted and kind of bland, but it, it makes it up in like the, the fight scenes and mm-hmm. and and just the humor of it. I think the fight scenes are a cut above the Marvel average, at least. I think so, too. I think so, too. I think the Judo Master stuff is great. It feels a lot better to watch. You're like, oh, this is yeah. kind I, of wait, sorry, Are we comparing this to Marvel TV or just like Marvel, Marvel TV? But Marvel okay. in general, Marvel's fight scenes are not always excellent. Um, I think there was some good stuff in like Cap 2, <laughs> some of the stuff the Russo brothers were doing. But I you feel know, like a lot of the Marvel action seen... is very meh. We just haven't seen some good street level stuff for a while. I think maybe the last time was, I don't know, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, like that kind of stuff. Um, Shang-Chi kind of. Shang-Chi kind of. That kind of became like a big CGI shit show in the end anyway. Um, Yeah, but yeah, Shang-Chi is definitely a high watermark for the recent Marvel fighting. But I don't think the fighting in Falcon and the Winter Soldier was that good. I feel like we talked about this. All right, here's, here's the thing. This has stakes to it, I think. I think this has more stakes to it. Like, you know Bucky's not going to die. You know Falcon's not going to die. I don't know anything about any of these characters, you know? And I think just the blows just hit harder on this. I don't know. I guess for me, like, when you mention something like stakes, that usually is tied to some kind of, like, emotional attachment. You know, I'm going to go back. I I guess I'm going back to this well. It's just, like, it doesn't matter if they die if I don't care about them. The show still needs to convince me that, I'm going to care if they kill someone like Steve Agee's character or Jennifer Holland's character or even Daniel Brooks' character, right? You know, I kind of compare this to Suicide Squad, you know, and the show likes to remind us like the death of Rick Flagg. That was a character that I felt uh, a lot for within that movie. And his death was a gut punch at the end, but... You don't know more about him than you do about any of these characters here, right? But I know about what he believed in and, like, what he was trying to do. What he was trying to do at the end of that movie was more noble. You know, they're they're constantly reminding us of that scene. It's because I think he's going to have a turn, right? John Cena, you know, Peacemaker, probably will have some kind of turn by the end of this season. I mean, we saw it a little bit with his inability to snipe that family, right? And, like, he kind of bullshit says, like, oh, it's because I don't have a fucking dove on my gun. But, like, we know that's mm. not true, right? Like, there's there's more depth to that. And, like, that's the kind of stuff I'm looking for. It seems so slight, I think, at the moment. Like, it's more worried about this alien plot and his relationship with Harcourt. And then what is Autobio doing there? And then, like, we find out at the end of episode four, like, what's up with Mern? Like, I mean, you guys talk about this show like it's really streamlined. It does seem to me that there is a lot of things going on. And it's, for me, taking away from the development of especially something like John Cena's character. What, what, what do you think is going on that's taking away from like what you'd rather they focus on? What's, what's their team? I actually of? rather focus more on just like John Cena's. Especially the stuff with his father, I think, is ripe for extraction. I think there's a lot to mine from that. I think there's a lot to mine from his inability to like, snipe that family. 
that's the stuff that I kind of want. And I don't know. Some of the other stuff is starting to detract a little bit for me. Interesting. Like, what's detracting for you? Like, I don't care about this relationship that they're trying to, like, put between him and Harcourt. I uh, I agree. I don't know why, like, it's important that Adebayo is Amanda Waller's daughter. I mean, I think it's interesting that, you know, we find out Murrin is an alien at the end of episode four. Like, that's got me really intrigued. Yeah, I thought that was a very, very good ending. Um, I think yeah. the Amanda Waller thing is a seed they're planting for, you know, parallels in between Chris and his relationship with his father. And then, right, like the parallels are going to be how much you hear about Amanda Waller being shitty, mm-hmm. right? And then her either continuing to live up to that shitty reputation in the show and driving her daughter further away or doing something human and sort of redeeming herself a little bit. I like all the stuff with Adebayo. I think Daniel Brooks Agreed. is great Action. as her. I like the seeds that they're planting. I don't think you need to, like, reap the rewards of that right away, but I love that everyone's talking about how shitty Amanda Waller is, and they're none the wiser that she's her daughter, right? I mean, I don't think anyone knows that she's her daughter. No, no, um, nobody knows that. And she's obviously planted in there to do something. I'm excited to see how this is going to prove, again, that Amanda Waller is the smartest person not in the room, right? Because that's always mm-hmm. what happens. Yeah, there's a reason she's there, right? Her daughter is yeah. there. She wanted her daughter in that room mm-hmm. uh, or in that team with them, right? So, like, yeah, yeah I'm, I am interested to find out if it all ties in, if it, like, what makes sense. I mean, I do like the stuff between Adebayo and the Peacemaker character. I think that kind of relationship has potential and like great kind of dynamic like you saying like these two children of potentially like just terrible people right are they products of them or can they rise above that right Mm -hmm. do you guys want to talk a little bit about some of the storylines that are kind of happening in this i mean we haven't even really mentioned the butterflies at all yeah i mean we don't know much i mean we just know that they're aliens that are like body snatching people um so i mean this show pretty much takes place right after the events of the suicide squad where Christopher Smith, Peacemaker, he wakes up from being shot in the throat by, uh, what's his name? Bloodsport. Sure, it's not War Machine? Squad. I thought he was War Machine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, waking up in the hospital, and he escapes from the hospital, thinking he's got away scot-free for killing Rick Flagg, but the team from the movie, which is Harcourt and Economos, now along with this new character, Adebayo, who's Amanda Waller's daughter, and the new handler, Clemson Mern, they recruit him into this new mission regarding these butterflies. So it's these alien butterfly things that crawl up people's buttholes and turn them into, <laughs> I don't know, alien drones or something. Uh, I don't know what the big reveal is, but I feel like there's going to be more to that. So uh, that's what we gotten in the first four episodes at the end of episode four we learn that Mern is also one of them i don't know i mean we're getting clues that the ones that we've been targeting the butterflies that we've been targeting aren't like necessarily potentially the bad guys right that maybe this team is being played you know someone like john cena's peacemaker is being played at the moment like i -hmm. wouldn't be surprised if that you know that turned out i think think that's i think that's definitely they, they, they drop that seed and then they lean very heavily on it, right? They, they hang a lampshade yeah. on it when they uh, – yeah. Judo Masters uh, saying like, hey, the butterflies aren't what you think and they get shot. And then yeah. 
John Cena mentions later, hey, what do you think he was talking about? So they're very clearly highlighting what they're going to be doing later, which is, you know, which is that bait and switch that you're talking about. I mean, presumably it's going to be like the butterflies are either they're good or they're like working for Amanda Waller or something, right? Mm -hmm. I did want to ask you guys, do you know anything about this like judo master character? I I don't know much about it, but I think it's funny and I hope that it's going to be like this running joke throughout the season that he's just going to keep getting more and more injured throughout the season. (laughs) Uh, I mean, like he got hit by a car and then he got shot in the chest and I think it would be funny if uh, James Gunn's kind of sick humor that he he would just kind of like torture this guy throughout the season. Yeah, I mean, I think he's just another D-list character from DC Comics. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he was originally a Charlton Comics character. There's been a couple of versions of him. I think this one's probably the closest to the latest incarnation, um, who's also Asian. So I have no idea. I don't really know much about judo Mm -hmm. master but i mean most of these characters are pretty much blank slates for james gunn to do whatever he wants with um yeah i'm interested to see how robert patrick's white dragon figures out into the storyline in the end right um yeah because we go into his little pocket dimension and we see that he like he has his own suit right mm -hmm. the suit itself looks a little gimmicky but i guess that's how it was back in the day right 60s 70s kind of suit but yeah like it's interesting i'm curious like i don't know much about the character but like in the comics is he also like this super genius he has to be to be able to create this like pocket dimension of a warehouse closet thing and then create all this tech for his son right Mm -hmm. yeah i I love uh peacemakers rotating thing of helmets like Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm curious to see what all the other ones do. We got to see the Sonic Boom one in the first episode where he has to kill one of the butterflies. Yeah. Um, gruesome death, by the way, just blowing yeah. her apart in midair. <laughs> Very cool. Um, that fight was great, too. Like, that fight in episode one made me feel all the hits like comic book stuff hasn't in, in, a, in a very long time. Like, I'll take that over the Eternals any day, <laughs> you know? She was um, scary. High beams and shit. She was scary. I found it pretty funny. I think it was last episode, like the fourth episode where he like he basically just takes all the helmets, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like puts them in a bag. So yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see if they use them in the second half of the series to see what other kind of powers those helmets have. Mm-hmm. So what do you guys think uh, so far of the, the Peacemaker, Adrian, Chase, Vigilante um, dynamics so far? I mean, I like it. I think it's funny. Very birds of a feather with James Gunn's sick sense of humor. Um, mm-hmm. I like the torture stuff in the... Was that the third episode? It was the third episode, right? Um, yeah, I think where so. Mm-hmm. They're trying yeah. to kill the butterfly family and then they get captured. <laughs> they're like trying to cut Vigilante's toe off with like... A, blunt blade and like they can't do it uh it's like real cringy uh torture scene i i love that shit i think it's so so funny uh i i think the whole dynamic is is funny i think um i'm just waiting for it to get a little deeper i don't know i'm I'm, i want to know what's going on with uh vigilante's brother um and obviously they reveal that peacemaker had a brother who died and that's part of the the resentment that his dad has for him so um we got a little bit of a flashback in episode four but i want to i want to see more of that it's pretty interesting to me that i think in the suicide squad movie you know peacemaker was that very black and white like i'm doing this because someone told me to right like i'm following orders i'm doing this because this is right right or he Mm -hmm. believes it's right 
it's kind of interesting that the tables have kind of flipped when it comes mm-hmm. to the series, right? Like he was the one who couldn't take the shot, and then you know, Vigilante is the one who like tells him to step aside, and he he ends up killing that whole family, right? When, or uh, almost everybody in that family without any kind of remorse. That's why I think that I say that I think he's going to have a turn, and that's why I think he's going to be quite influenced by what you know Rick Flag says at the end of Suicide Squad. You know, mm-hmm. like I think he'll become more like a Rick Flag character. And then it, the Adrian Chase, like Vigilante being what we thought of like Peacemaker in that movie. And then maybe they're going to have some kind of altercation by the end of the season. Yeah, they've, they've played uh, Rick Flag's death scene a couple times already. And it was just like yeah. Peacemaker, what a joke, you know? Yeah. Um, they're, they're really hammering that point across, so. Yeah. So do we think this is like secret invasion, like Marvel's secret invasion? Like, do we think that waller needs someone on this team because she knows that mern is already like i wouldn't be surprised if she knows that mern's already an alien and that's why she wants her daughter there yeah she's already sussed out that like these butterflies have infiltrated the government and everything like it feels very secret invasion to me so it's kind of funny that there's going to be a secret invasion show and they kind of beat them to the punch (laughs) (laughs) you guys want to bring up anything else yeah i mean i love the opening dance sequence yes and there are a bunch of fun facts with that that i really like so the choreographer of the dance uh carissa lee barton james gunn hired her and he actually didn't know that she's married to alan tudyk you know from firefly Uh... (laughs) so when she sent him all like the rehearsal clips of like what she wanted the dance to look like. All the dances were done by Alan Tudyk, which I thought was really, really fucking funny. And he deserves I a cameo, re- man. I know. I thought it was really funny that like he had to like work around people's inability to dance. Robert Patrick, I think, didn't really want to do any of the dances, so they gave him like one hip thrust in the middle of the dance. Um, yeah, and a lot of the dance moves are just very like rigid and kind of easy to do like just to yeah. just to make sure like everyone uh in the cast was able to do them and i think that's really funny that like lends to the humor and that goes to the soundtrack too because like all the songs in the, on the soundtrack are just like these hair metal songs for, like from the 80s which i i think is is very very funny this show has like a very good sense of humor i i like it a lot it's right up my alley it's gross it's lewd I liked Adebayo scrolling through the pictures for the mission. And, <laughs> yes. and it's got like a the picture of her fiance's vagina. Senator Goff is a butterfly. We need to take him out. Thanks, photo. Oh, ho, ho, ho! Yeah! What is it? <laughs> Look at this! Oh my gosh! I'm so sorry. My wife sent it to me. Your wife? Holy yes, my wife. Shit. Look, I'm no so sorry. No idea Adebayo was playing for the Washington Lick a lot of pusses. Did you burn? Well, you I didn't did. know that you were playing for the, I don't know, the fucking Milwaukee Roided Up Toilet Bowl. Hey. I'm not from Milwaukee. Well, I'm so sorry. So she just moved to a different hotel because Hardcore said that it would be dangerous if you Oh, see. shit. Oh, okay. She just threw you under the bus. So this is my fault <laughs> now? No, it's just now Kia thinks Man. I chose this job over her and we're experimenting with new forms of intimacy and I didn't know that WhatsApp would just automatically put this onto yeah. the device. WhatsApp. We'll do that if you don't change the Nobody settings. told me. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> it's not that fucking funny. Dick. Just continue, Leona. Yes, sir. <gasps> I will say that I am waiting for... You guys remember, like, the sequence in Suicide Squad where Peacemaker and Bloodsport are, like, going through that camp, just murdering people in, like, different ways just to try to show each other up? Yeah. Like, I'm partially waiting for, like, that 
humor, physical, like grotesque and violent humor. I don't, I don't know if we've really gotten that quite yet. Maybe the the sonic boom is getting there, but I would think it would just be really funny if there's like a sequence where he just has to like, or maybe they would lean more on the Adrian Chase character to have to do that, where like he just has to beat the shit out of all these butterflies and like kill them in all the worst ways or something like that. I liked Adrian Chase in the in the prison with all the white supremacists. I thought that mm-hmm. was a great fight scene too. That was funny. Um, yeah, it was pretty funny too. Like the, the scene like before it, right, egging them on, sort of roasting them. Yeah, scene. yeah, yeah. I yeah. thought that was a pretty funny scene. I know I've been a little down on the show, but I'm still enjoying it. I'm still like looking forward to it. But I just, I don't know. I, I think I've learned my lesson also from the Marvel shows where I'm just like trying not to be too excited <laughs> and like too high hopes. I was going to say, uh, I was a little surprised at your take. Are, are you are you like anti-DC? Are you just a Marvel stand? Are you just changing your colors? It's more that I'm actually not comparing this to the Marvel stuff. I think I liked Peacemaker more in the Suicide Squad than I like him yet in this show. Like, I think he played better as more of that kind of comic relief and, like, he wasn't the focus in that movie. And I think he played off, like, the blood sport of it all. And he was just, like, a tool of Amanda Waller's in that. And I think all of that played much better for me because it does seem very, like, abrupt to have him then switch. Like, he does seem like the complete opposite to me in this show. And that's kind of what I was trying to point out between his character and the vigilante character it just seems like his role has completely reversed the opposite and like he's not really the character that i remember from that movie the show needs to do a little bit to kind of convince me that's what i want from this character but yeah no i don't hate dc stuff okay <laughs> just trying to clear the air i still think dc is a mess i don't know what they're gonna do with the continuity of everything there's stuff that's in continuity. There's stuff that's completely out of continuity. I don't know what they're doing with the Batman. Uh, I mean, I know what they're doing, but like, it just seems really, really messy to me. I don't know. I mean, I'm okay with them just doing like Elseworlds type stuff, one off movies and things that don't tie into any like overarching continuity. I feel like they missed the boat on that anyway. So they're kind of resigned to doing these uh, one off things that are either completely unrelated or just very, very loosely related. They, like, pick and choose the best parts of each, you know. Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn shows up here and there. Um, I don't know, like, what the new Flash movie's going to do. Andy Muschietti's Flash. Mm -hmm. Um, Are they going to do the Flashpoint to race, like, the Batfleck character and bring Robert Pattinson in? I don't know. It doesn't seem likely that that's what they're going to do, but who knows? Um, Yeah. Maybe there'll be some Batmite. Yeah. <laughs> Batmite is uh, confirmed from Peacemaker. So there you go. Uh, they name drop Batmite. I do like how much this show shits on other DC characters, too. You know, there's, uh-huh. there's parts of the show where he like, shits on Batman, right? Or like he shits on like on this, Aquaman. You know, Aquaman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah I, think, I think that's pretty funny. I definitely like James Gunn's humor, and I, I definitely appreciate that. I'm not giving up on the show. I just, I, I want to see how it lands. I think how it lands is, is definitely going to determine if I ultimately like the show or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do think it's really funny. Yeah. But I, I think a lot of James Gunn stuff's funny. So it's like, I knew it's going to be my kind of humor. <laughs> I mean, what do you guys think? Is this the right move? It feels like it's kind of following Marvel's footsteps where like, they, you know, now they're taking characters from the movies and creating shows around them. Like, would this have been better served as just a movie 
You know what I mean? Or do you think a series is better? I mean, I guess we won't know until the end, right? I'm going to say I think a series is better. I don't, I don't think I would have enjoyed this as a movie. Okay. I, I, at least for me, I think it needed the time to kind of breathe a little bit. Um, and as I said, it grew on me. If this was a movie, I don't know. I don't think I would have been enjoyed it as much, right? It's like you were saying earlier, like the movie needs the hook of the characters you already know to kind of make mm-hmm. it go. If it's also going to be a superhero movie, mm-hmm. like a real movie doesn't need to that, but like a superhero movie, you need that tie-in or that buy-in, right? Yeah. Or you're doing an origin story, I guess. But like this, this doesn't have that buy-in so much. You need that time. I don't know. I, I like the format, actually. Yeah, I, I like the format, too. I think it just needs those episodes to build on all these characters that we only barely know. Um, I'm sure if it was a movie, it would be a different format. It would do something different, but... I don't know. I kind of like the the TV show thing, and they're really pushing HBO Max. So the new Batgirl is going to be on it too. I don't know what that's going to be like. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because I mean, you know, WB slash DC's already had success with this Arrowverse, right? And it's even finding some success with already some of the other DC stuff that's on HBO Max with Titans and um, what's the other one? Doom Patrol. Yes, Doom Patrol. Thank you. That makes like three different sectors. Like it's it's almost like the movies, right? Like the movies kind of don't know what they're doing. And I feel like TV really isn't knowing what they're doing either with the DC universe. Like it's all just, I don't know. Like, dude, it's a huge fucking mess. Like yeah. this new Batgirl movie, that's like the DCEU too. Yeah. Right? So I don't know what's going on because Batgirl is black in this, right? Mm-hmm. So we're like, oh, that's because uh, the new Commissioner Gordon is black. That's uh, that's Jeffrey Wright. So like, that's in the Robert Pattinson universe. Nope, it's in the DCU universe. J.K. Simmons is Commissioner Gordon. So like, you're like, what the fuck is going on? It's like Michael Keaton's in this too. It's a whole ass mess. I don't know what's going on with this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Isn't that kind of cool though? Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just being anti-continuous. It is kind of cool for the it sake of it, cool. but like. I don't know. Who gives a shit? Just enjoy the different versions of stuff. Like, it doesn't have to yeah. be an interconnected universe like Marvel. And, I mean, isn't this sort of true to the comics? Marvel's the interconnected universe where everyone lives in New York and they, like, show up in each other's comics. And DC's the universe where the continuity gets so fucked up they have to reset the universe every two years. <laughs> uh, I mean, I feel like this is very on brand for both companies. I think it's just funny because they were like, oh, we fucked it up, so we have to do it this way now. So Yeah. Um, they're just resigned to this this hodgepodge of different universes, which is fine. Which is fine. You uh, you got to go with it, right? You got to go with the yeah. flow wherever your uh, your properties are taking you. I don't know. Are we going to see Gal Gadot again as Wonder Woman? Who the fuck knows? Can we not? Um, can we? Yeah, can not? we not? Wow. I don't know. There's a good handful of people that might disagree with you, Amir, that they definitely want to see Gal Gadot back. Oh, I'm sure. Sarah. Not on this podcast. (laughs) Okay, well, she's not the problem with those movies, right? Uh, Like, she's not a bad Wonder Woman. I feel like she kind of is. Like, I don't know. I think the first Wonder Woman got a lot more adulation than it deserved. Dude, what are you talking about? You don't even like the first Wonder Woman, Derek. You don't even like that movie that much. But... I don't like the movie. It doesn't mean I don't like her, right? I don't think she's a bad 
Wonder Woman. Like, I like her fine as the character. I just, I think other things need to change I, about that I franchise. Think, I think Wonder Woman, the first Wonder Woman, is, like, really pushing against her limits as an actress already. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, like, barely... And I mean, it she only was gets great. Worse. She was good in it. But, like, I mean, come on, just look at 1984. That thing was... <laughs> a, that thing was a turd. I'm sorry. It was so bad. And it's not but, all her fault, but she doesn't help. Yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's not yeah, like, yeah. a oh, she was the only good thing in that terrible movie. It's like, oh, no, she definitely played down to the level of the rest of the movie. Yeah. I don't know. I know we, like, shit on Marvel sometimes, but I'm on the side of, like, I'd rather have, a like, a continuity and I just don't have to spend so much brain power to, like, really, remember. Derek, you'd, you'd rather have a continuity. You're shocking everybody here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just it's it's hard. It's hard to keep up with everything. I yeah. just even though I try, you know, I do watch like some of the Arrowverse stuff. I watch like Titans. You know, I'm watching this show. Like I know it's three different universes in in a, in a sense, but I don't know. I I don't know how many people are just like confused or probably don't even realize. I mean, right? Don't that, they have Earth One and Earth Two and all this stuff in DC? Like, isn't that yeah, also they a very really, easy like, way to just do it? Yeah. Like, Earth 1 has Doom Patrol, Earth 2 has whatever other set of movies, Earth 3 has the Batman, Earth 4 has Peacemaker or whatever. Like, that's really easy to do, too. And then if you want them to come together, you do, like, a Crisis or a Flashpoint. You could. You I, I could. don't know. That. It feels very e- – like, is it better if they just say that or if I just say they're going to do that now? Like, do you enjoy it more now? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> what, you have to hear it from them? My word isn't good enough? No, it, it's more of just – it seems like a cop-out, right? It, like, seems like – Really? Oh. How's it cop-out? Isn't that what continuity is? I don't know. What Like, what's unsatisfying about that thing? It's like we have this mess, so we have this easy solution, so let's just use that. Versus, like, we didn't think this out, so we're just going to save ourselves with this, like, really easy solution. Versus, I'd rather them just scrap this. Let's finally let the DCEU go. I mean, the ship has sailed. If you wanted to kill the DCEU, you should have done it, like, right after Zack Snyder's Justice League, right? You should have done that. I don't know. I mean... You still could. This whole thing is just fucking mess. Like, the Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad, and then therefore this movie are all still in the DCEU, right? Yeah. Because yes. you've got the same Harley Quinn in it as you do in Gallia, right? Like, this ties them all together, right? Yes. The problem is every time they had a chance to, like, do a clean break, they do another thing that's, like, either critically successful or, like, financially successful, right? And then they're like, oh, shit, we got to, like, keep going with this. And and it's, like, the staggered kind of thing where they just can't get rid of the DCEU. So they just have to keep going with this fucking dying universe. I do think the Batman is going to have a lot of influence on the direction that the DCEU goes in. Will it, though? It could be the springboard for, like, the new DC cinematic universe direction, right? And then, like, you know, like, the Batgirl movie comes out, and then the Flash movie comes out. Those are the last of the DCU stuff. But you had this Oscar-winning movie that was both commercially and critically praised, and I'm talking about the Joker. We're just going to abandon it. What's abandoned about him? <laughs> what do you mean abandoned? It's not abandoned. It's just not part of continuity and never was. Like, that's okay. It was a good movie. 
They used the Batman character. But we're talking about them trying to make choices. That's... But there was never any connection, though, right? Like, I know, but that's just, like, another thing telling me, like, they don't know what they're doing. Like, oh, let's just have this really one successful movie and then not do anything with it. And then keep leaning on these other things that are still, like, financially successful, but, like... I know what you're saying, Derek. I, I know what you're saying. It's I don't know. Like, this is what they do. But Derek is saying that this Elseworlds aspect, they're only using that because they fucked up, right? Like... Yeah. It makes more sense to do a one-off Joker movie that's unrelated to anything else, if you have an expanded universe that's working and it's, like, successful, right? And, like, I don't know. I don't know if what we're most thinking is making any sense. No, I get it's what you're just, saying. I'm okay with how it used to be, right? Like, the 90s Batman didn't really connect to the, the Reeves Superman. That's how they used to run. And it was fine. But, like, the second you choose to then try to create a continuity but then also choose to not adhere to that continuity. It just seems bad business in my mind. And I'll, I, as a consumer, I'm just, I'm getting spread thin a little bit. I'd rather know that my time is invested in the right place. Mm, okay. um, That's fair, I think. Versus like, I'm going to get invested in Peacemaker and then James Gunn's Suicide Squad. And then they're going to be like, oh, it wasn't financially successful. Or we're nixing the DCU now. So... All that shit you watch, like, it doesn't matter, right? Like, it's like an it was only a dream at the end of a story type of thing. Yeah. At least I know with the Marvel TV stuff, like, my time is invested in something that I know will continue forward in some form or manner. Like, you know, even if the show isn't successful, you know, Falcon the Winter Soldier wasn't our favorites. It's, like, probably our least favorite out of all the Marvel TV stuff, right? But at least I know, like, those characters will come back, be in movies still. My time doesn't feel wasted. I don't know if I agree with that, because as long as something's good, I don't give a shit if it's, like, in continuity or out of continuity, right? Like, the Netflix Daredevil stuff is probably not in continuity anymore, but that doesn't mean I'm never going to watch that again, right? I'll go further. The Netflix Daredevil stuff is still better than any of the stuff that we're watching now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree 100%. Yeah. The Netflix stuff did drag, very uneven pacing. Uh, I'm not just going to, like, have rose-tinted glasses, but... Still, yeah. that and The Punisher at least way better than most of what we're getting now. Um, yeah, but like that still kind of goes to my point that at least those were connected, right? That created its own continuity. And I'm not saying that like... Which is now apparently part of main Marvel continuity, right? But it is not part of main Marvel continuity. But it is now, isn't it? That's Did, true. Didn't we just see... Kind, yeah, I guess. Charlie Cox in... Uh, do you know they're going to pick and choose? As well they should. Yeah. That's what they're supposed to do. Yeah. That was always my most frustrating thing about, like, watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, I really loved Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And I wish it was accepted by Marvel or, like, the MCU, but, like, like, it never was, right? Red-headed stepchild. I didn't waste my time because I I do love that show and, like, I think it has, like, a beautiful ending. But, like, at the same time, I don't think it's it's an issue of wasting your time with this kind of stuff. Yeah. All right. Here's the thing. The MCU has been, like, 25 movies since 2008, right? And that creates, like, a stable universe where like you have little missteps here and there you can like kind of just kind of sweep under the rug and pick and choose you know like you know spider-man no way home you're bringing in uh charlie cox's daredevil which was originally supposed to be a part of that universe anyway and they kind of shrugged and changed their mind um and then hawkeye they're bringing in another character from that which is vincent d'onofrio's kingpin but compare that with the DCEU, which has been fucking borked from the beginning. 
it's just a mess no matter what. There's nothing you can do to, like, save it. They're not cutting it off where they need to, to make a clean break. They're just not doing anything with it that's, that's like, coherent. At this point, I think you just have to take these movies and these series in the DC Comics properties, like... Like as they are, I mean, you can't you can't do anything else about it. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> you sound super unhappy about that. I can't do anything about it. I'm not some kind of exec, right, at the WB that can like do anything about it. They're still going with it, right? Like, you got Aquaman two coming out. You got Shazam two coming out. You got Black Adam coming out. Like, it's all still part of the DCU. They're not letting it go anytime soon. So, I yeah, I just have to accept what it is at the moment. But hey, maybe you're right. Maybe like the Flash will do a Flashpoint and like bring in Pattinson's character or something like that. Maybe that's the best I can hope for at the moment. <laughs> I almost hope that they don't. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> mm. You kind of hope that they don't either. Yeah, because like, especially if like the new Batman is like really, really good. Like you don't want the stink of the DCEU on that, you know? Which is a terrible thing to say. <laughs> or like the terrible thing to have, right? Like you just, yeah. I mean, I might be having a stroke, but, like, Willem <laughs> Dafoe came up with, like, a sequel idea for Joker, which actually sounds really fucking good. Um, where he plays an imposter Joker, and then Joaquin Phoenix's Joker has to deal with him. I fucking want to see that. That sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd watch that. Uh, all right, well, this conversation turned to a discussion about Peacemaker and then just totally derailed into like this uh, another discussion about the dceu which is fine i mean uh, i think now we can we should finally have our joker discussion on a podcast <laughs> do you want this to go another hour no <laughs> that, that'll be the first patreon episode <laughs> the joker debate uh, all right well is there anything else you guys wanted to bring up about uh, peacemaker or the dceu no i think we said everything we wanted to say i think we all like the show more than the overall DCEU. So, Jeff, where can people find more of your work? You can find me at strangeharbors.com, and you can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at strangeharbors. What about you guys? You can find me out of continuity. What about you, Derek? (laughs) (laughs) You can find me at The World's Okay's Photos and Screen Agents Guild on Instagram. If you like this podcast, the easiest way to support our podcast is to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any of the other popular podcast apps. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please do us a favor and give us a great rating really helps to get our podcast out to more people you have any questions comments suggestions on our episode on peacemaker and i guess the dceu since we went on for uh, a little bit over there about about that topic send us an email at jeff at strangeharbors.com we like getting listener mail and sometimes we read it out on the pod so especially emails about joker and how much you like it (laughs) yeah i'm marking that as spam so don't do that (laughs) (laughs) all right All right, we'll see you guys next week. See you next week, everybody. See you guys then.